The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. In an insane world, the EP Podcast brings you 30 minutes of good each and every week, along with a live one-hour show Thursday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. and a weekend update that comes out each and every Friday. You are listening to that 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb, and it's brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. During these uncertain times, the right resources and a strong support system can make all the difference, and the First National Bank of Evergreen Park is here for you. Personalized service, great offers, plus they provide the steady, reliable support of the entire Wintrust Community Bank family. And now, when you open a total access checking account, EP Podcast listeners get a $300 bonus. That's right. All you have to do is click on the link in the show description. Most podcast players let you click right through. If you don't have a link, then go directly to bankevergreenpark.com slash eppod to open an account today. $100 required to open requirements to qualify. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC. I am so proud that our sponsors are those folks sitting down there at 95th and Pulaski, the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, and the show that they are bringing you today, that we are bringing you today, includes a conversation with Mayor James Sexton, and I have a lot of questions across a wide spectrum to ask him. Stay tuned for that. You're also going to hear some of the fun from our last live show. We did it in front of a crowd on the patio at Unidad, a Latin kitchen and bar, 3339 West 95th Street. Good drinks, good food, good people, good times. In fact, we'll kick off the show from there. We are live at Unidad, a Latin kitchen and bar on 95th Street in Evergreen Park. My name is Chris. Hannah Beth is across from me. Hannah Beth! Oh, it's going to be a great (laughs) night tonight. Listen, we are already doing uh, tequila and uh, nice drinking tequila. beers and and funny little drinks with straws in them, and we're going to be eating good. We're on the patio. This is beautiful out here today. It's, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. This is really nice. I mean, like when here's a funny thing. Sal Munoz is sitting here at the end of his patio bar. When I said, "Oh, what do you want to do? You want to you want to get together? You want to like do something this week? You want to come on the show?" He's like, "Why don't you come to my place?" <laughs> and, then, and then he was like, "I was like, all right." And he's like, "We could set up at my bar," and I was like. <laughs> Okay, okay. And, I, and I think he knew I was hesitant. He goes, but we're going to do the outdoor patio bar. And then I was like, I'm in. Because it's beautiful out here. Hello, hello my friend. How Hi, are buddy. You? How are you? I'm, I'm happy. This uh, is a great night. Tonight. It's so good to see you guys. Oh, I gosh. love it. This is going to so, be so much thanks fun. Thanks for having us. So oh, nice my pleasure. Out here. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming. I was oh. telling somebody, you know, everyone really upped their patio game once COVID hit. But your patio has been nice, like, since the beginning. Like, it was nice before it became a necessity. So I love being out here. Thank you. You're so kind. <laughs> yeah, he, that's the thing. He always had a nice patio. He always had a nice he patio. always had a nice patio. Beautiful. He always had kind of a fun place for people to kind of hang out. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it's you have the advantage that most don't have during this, that you already had done the construction. You got the wood slats going around the outside, and there's foliage, and you got lights that hang over it, and you got the... You had the shade over the top of the bar, and the whole thing was always outfitted for an outdoor feel. And then all of a sudden, it became like one of the biggest necessities for a restaurant. Because you've told me, 
yeah. that, that, that when you get people that call up for reservations, the vast majority still want to sit outside because they feel more comfortable, and you must feel fortunate that you, you outfitted it this way, right? Yeah, I actually feel blessed because uh, the patio has been our saving grace. Yeah. <laughs> it really has. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, but, I mean, as far as the, the decor and the way the patio looks, I can't take credit. That's your wife, uh, isn't that's it? That's my wife. That's, ja- that's Jamie. <laughs> that's Jamie. <laughs> Compliments to Jamie. Beautiful. That's, that's all her. <laughs> I'm just like, just here, use the card. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what's it like right now? Because I, I, I can tell you've gone out, you probably added a few umbrellas. I, I can see that you're getting the, you have all the heaters kind yes. of already kind of out here. Is it is there a run on them right now with businesses where people are, where, where all the bars are like, I got to get my heaters, I got to get my umbrellas because we're all living outside now? No. <laughs> so actually I had, uh, I, that is the case now because I had tried to look for some more uh, earlier um, in a few weeks, but they're they're all out. You right. can't get them. But I actually had these last year, and I and I brought I brought them out uh, a little early in the season, just because you know this is Chicago, and you know one day is seventy five, and then in two hours later it's forty five. Right. So I just wanted to make sure that I got to have these ready just in case a cold front hits. <laughs> well, yes, at six in the evening, and, and then at eight o'clock I might have to turn them off because it's ninety two degrees right. again at night. <laughs> And the mosquitoes are out. Like yes. that's what it's like. Yes. Especially because we just literally watched what looked like a hurricane come through earlier on in the week. It uh, was a tornado. I mean, did you worry? I mean, as a, as a as a restaurant owner, like first of all, you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, "Okay, well, <laughs> there goes business for the rest of the night." Yep. But do you sit there and say to yourself, like, batten down the hatches because I want to still have the umbrellas and the tables left when this thing comes through? Did you did you prep for that storm? Because a lot of people were talking that day, like these could be hundred mile an hour winds. You could see all kinds of damage, like. And you're probably sitting there saying, well, there goes there goes business, but also I want to be able to reopen tomorrow. Right. Uh, so, no, we did not prep. <laughs> it, 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 it caught us off guard. I How lost, did you not know it was coming? I, Nobody's I, talking about well, it. Well, when we were looking on our phones for the for the weather, it just said like a little cloud and with a little thunderstorm <laughs> uh, sign, but it didn't say we were going to hit a tornado. No. Yeah. Uh, we no. lost we lost a couple plants, uh, a <laughs> oh, couple no. of umbrellas, uh, a couple of staff members. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And that happens. <laughs> and you just get new ones. Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things when Tom Walsh is nearby? He's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie. Member SIPC. Joining me right now on the EP podcast, a great friend of the show, a great friend of Evergreen Park, in fact, uh, I've really enjoyed the new weekend updates. I hope after the pandemic is over, we continue to get them. I look forward to your letters each and every week, Mr. Mayor. Mayor James Sexton joins us. How are you, sir? Everything's well, Chris. We're doing the best we can. How's the family? How's everybody doing right now? Knock on wood, my family is all safe and healthy. So uh, I'm kind of curious of your opinion on a few different things. First off, uh, we had on the two superintendents from District 124 this past week on the EP podcast, and they are doing a, a basically a split. Parents have a choice. You can either send your kid back into the school 
or you can decide you want to e-learn. It sounds like, based upon an email that I got about a week or so ago and and the information that's coming out of it, that the high school might just start off straight e-learning. There's a lot of people on both sides of the coin of this. I know that the mayor's office in the village doesn't have any real determination in this. The school board's are what decided, but I would imagine you have at least an opinion on whether or not you think it's a it's a good idea to try to see if we can get the kids back in the school if we're doing it safely. Well, we've been in contact with both districts, with the administrators, uh, Mrs. Longo and, and uh, Mr. O'Malley, um, and I have complete confidence in those folks. I've known them for a long time. They're both high-quality educators. And the choice they make with their school boards will be the choice that they make. I liked, uh, I wish they had remote learning when I was in school because I wouldn't have had to dodge so many classes. (laughs) But there was no such thing that I used to make one, one or two classes a day out of five. So I would just could have said I did the other three remote. Yeah. You know, I I would have been cool with remote learning as well. Then again, I probably would have spent half the time playing video games and kind of half-heartedly paying attention to my remote learning. I kind of remember that I might have been a little bit of a slacker in high school, so uh, I I don't know if it would have gone well overall for me in the long term. I'm kind of curious what you think about how Evergreen Park is doing overall with this whole thing. You you talk a lot about, in your your letters that go out, you're, you're happy with what you see overall, but you keep reminding people, don't lose sight of the fact that you still have to take this serious because we're getting used to being outside again. Do you think that we're slipping at all? Or do you think that overall, when you look around the village and, and the events that people might be having, that they're still doing it the right way? What's your overall feeling right now? Well, I think they're still doing it the right way as Evergreen Park uh, residents and people typically do. I only remind them on Fridays to continue to fight uh, and, and to be safe. Um, yeah, we can lapse uh, memory sometimes, but we got to get back to making sure that we get through this thing. They're talking about a, a you know a, a cure for this virus. I don't know how quick or how not so quick that's going to be, but we have to be careful until then. We don't have to worry about you jumping in your car and riding up the places and yelling at people like uh, the mayor of the biggest suburb of Evergreen Park to the uh, to the north of us, do we? I mean, I, I can't imagine you doing that. No, I don't. And I don't know, all this political BS that goes on on TV and all these press conferences and this and that. And, um, you know, it's just political maneuvering. And one day you're mad and the next day you're not mad. And one day you hate the police and the next day you you support the police. Either you do or you don't, you know, find find something that isn't political. Take a stand and live with it. Speaking of that, that big suburb that's next to us, Chicago, they've had a few incidents. Well, more than a few. I mean, of course, it's what everybody talks about. I'll be honest with you. I have friends of mine in Beverly and in Mount Greenwood that are like, man, I wish I was over in Evergreen Park right now and didn't have to deal with all the, the craziness and the, and the decrees and everything. And I know business owners that are outside of Evergreen Park that are like, I wish I had my business sitting inside of the EP because I wouldn't be so nervous because I don't know what knee-jerk reaction is, is coming next. And I'm sure that makes you feel good, but... But they've also had these incidents with these these riots, this looting, things that have happened recently. It was almost like targeted looting. It was it wasn't even a protest. It was it was basically like a planned criminal activity that happened. And then there was some chatter on social media and some Evergreen Park businesses 
you know, they shut down for the day. They got they got nervous that it might happen here. How does the village discern what's a real threat and what's a couple of jokers on Twitter who are just making the threat in the hopes of making us scared and shutting down when they really have no intention of coming here? How do you kind of weigh the pros and cons when you get that social media chatter? Well, our police, fire department, and street department are ready at, at a moment's notice. Uh, we do listen to bands around us. We do monitor the social media to see what's going on. But we are just always prepared. As I said to you before, we've got the greatest police, fire, street department, the greatest employees. Everybody is band together to help with this thing and and help it not get out of hand. Uh, those people in Beverly and any other place, uh, you have them call me. I would love to have them move into Evergreen Park and feel safer. Any hope for any fall events? I know that there had been hope at the beginning of the summer that maybe we'd do like an Oktoberfest and stuff, but it doesn't seem like things are going to get any, are going to change very much in the next couple of months. Is that, are we basically looking at 2021 now? Yes, I believe so, Chris. We always wanted to stay positive and leave open a couple of avenues, but I don't think this thing has gone away as quickly as we all had hoped. So I think most fall events uh, will be canceled. I got a call about Halloween the other day, we have to look at that for the kids and put something together where the kids are going to be able to still have Halloween and still be safe if that's all possible. So we'll start to work on Halloween. I think everything else at this point is um, going to be put on hold. All right. So one more opinion from you. And the only reason I ask you this is because even though you don't feel like your typical politician. You're still, you know, the mayor of a village. You're you 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 serve the village and you you got elected. So, do you think, as somebody that's been in an elected office and kind of has seen how things have worked uh, politically around not only around town but you know statewide, nationwide, do you think that things could calm down quite possibly right after the national election? Do you think that maybe all the all the craziness and the fear and the worry and and everything going on with this pandemic, there's more of a level-headed view of it, but we have to wait until basically that first week of November when everything is over and now we get basically to work helping people instead of posturing. Do you think that that, am I way off on that or what do you think? Well, I I, I think you're off on that, Chris. Uh, This has become too big of a political football kick back and forth and uh, people are not going to change. Those thugs that run around and loot are not going to change after we get a new president. They will continue to be thugs. Uh, I don't know that a new president, Democratic or Republican, is going to change where we're at. The only ones that can change where we're at is the everyday people. They need to speak up. You you and your wife, uh, your your lovely wife, Karen, are, are going to be helping out with a virtual run. Is that, is that what I'm seeing here? Was, uh, Christmas without cancer. Right, Christmas without cancer. And they have a virtual run this year. It's our good friend and one who has really worked hard at that, uh, Jerry Neeline, uh, asked us to be chairman and then co-chairman of that particular virtual run for Christmas without cancer. So we, we couldn't be more happy and excited about that. It's an honor. Are you going to be running? Do I get to see a, a social media clip of you running down the block? Is that is that a possibility? Yeah, if we get, if you can put one together for two or three seconds. <laughs> 
you know, with with the with the modern technology, I'm pretty sure we can just loop it, and make it look like you ran forever. We can probably pull that off. Yeah, what was that old runner's name? Fox, the guy. <laughs> maybe we could put his head on my body and we'll go. Let's work on that, Chris. No, we'll work on it. We'll get it put together. Mayor Sexton, I appreciate you coming on. Stay safe. Continue to enjoy the family and continue what you're doing, sir. Because I'm going to tell you something. I I puff my chest out these days with those that are not in Evergreen Park that live in the surrounding area and proudly proclaim like. We're doing pretty good where we're at, and and a lot of that I think falls uh, in your lap and with the people that are that are working so hard for you. Uh, I'm proud to be an Evergreen Parker these days, an awful lot. They work with me; they don't work for me. But we're glad to have everybody and all of those that want to move into Evergreen Park, either a residential or a business. Give me a call. That's Mayor Sexton. Thanks a lot, sir. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> It is now time for your EP Word on the Street, brought to you proudly by Cousin Subs, 9204 Southwestern Avenue, right in Evergreen Park. Try them out and have them deliver. Go to CousinSubs.com, and if you sign up to be part of their sub club, you get one of the sandwiches for free. There was no delivery charge whatsoever. It was completely contactless, and the food is awesome. The Evergreen Park Public Library, starting on Tuesday, September the 8th, will be changing their hours from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Being closed in the evening is going to allow them some in-library programming, and all the programs will be simulcast on Zoom, so you can sit at home and watch it from there. Plus, with school starting on August 24th, very soon you will hear right here on this show about capacity limits for students and the five simple rules for parents to keep in mind if your kids are heading over to the library after school. Meanwhile, good news from the Evergreen Park Girls Softball League, the EPGSL, is going back to play. Starting the day this show comes out, Monday the 17th, the playoffs for their league, which have been delayed due to some positive COVID-19 tests, begin again. Let's hope the girls can finish off their season strong and everybody continues to stay safe. And the Evergreen Park Village Board is meeting this week. We continue on with drink tasting over at Unidad, in front of the crowd on the patio. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. What is, again, this tequila we're having? It's a it's a sipping tequila, right? It is. So right now we're enjoying a uh, reposado from uh, Dos Amarillos. Uh, actually, I just kind of butcher it, but yes, Dos Amarillos. If I'm going to say, yes, Amarillos. Armadillos. Armadillos. Well, dos, I would say, I would dos say, armadillos. armadillos. That's how I say it here on the south side. <laughs> hey, can I ask somebody Arm- a dos armadillos, armadillos stuff? Armadillos. It's some good stuff. It is yeah. good stuff. <laughs> what are you getting? So actually, what is that that you you, just you're all her? getting this. They're, they're so, really? So this is another uh, staff, a new staff member. Her name is uh, Nikki. Hello, oh Nikki. Uh, Hi, she's, Nikki. She's kind of running the bar uh, program yeah, Nikki, right now. Nikki's and, like easiest night ever. I just yeah. have to serve these idiots. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so these are some of the new cocktails that we are kind of uh, finishing off the summer with. Okay. Um, the first one with the, uh, the, the tiki-looking uh, glass. It's a tiki I love, glass. It's, I a, love yeah. it's a solid black tiki glass. I've it's never seen It's really cool. One. We'll get a picture of that up for people. Hannah's, oh, yeah. Hannah's taking all the pictures tonight, so trust us. It's it'll be so on the EP podcast, Instagram, and Twitter, and Facebook <laughs> account. And we'll get those up after the show's over. But we have three different drinks, and one of them's in a tiki glass. Continue, my friend. Yeah. So the uh, the one in the tiki glass is called Un Dia en la Playa, uh, which translates to uh, one day uh, in the beach. Mm. Uh, and um, inside the beverage uh, is going to be a uh, pisco, uh, also a little bit of uh, plantation uh, dark rum. Uh, you have a little bit Ooh, of simple syrup, lime juice. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, I, I, we decided to go with Un Dia en la Playa because you drink these type of drinks at the beach and then you kind of forget like, hey, what happened at that day at the beach? And so that's where that's like where that, that name comes. That, normally rum will do that to you. Yeah. Rum and a beach combined will do that to you. <laughs> and Hannah, the umbrella. Hannah, dish one of those over to me. Give me that. I want to try that. I say this one is yeah, got you give, written all over it. Give me that one here. Hannah and her husband Dave and me and Erica and our kids, we basically quarantined together. <laughs> yes. Like we don't hang out with anybody except each other. So right. we can like share microphones, share drinks. It's the fun thing about the fact we've decided to do this. Like, we we're kind of stuck, yeah, stuck with each like, other. We're stuck with each other. Our social circle is really, right. really pretty small. soon. Pretty soon we're gonna be like a commune in Utah. That's what we're gonna be. It's gonna be Montana. No, Utah is more the more fun one with the oh, Mormons okay. and the multiple wives. You guys are sister wives. That's what it's kind of like right now. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try this drink. Sal, while you're talking about, while I'm drinking this, and, yep. you know, oh, you want me? tell me a little bit about the next one. So the next one is more of kind of a, uh, speaking of sharing drinks, I brought extra straws just in case. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the drink, uh, the uh, middle drink is a uh, basically an horchata margarita uh, with a tequila, a little bit of, uh, and actually not a little bit, but a lot of the horchata, house-made horchata, and uh, garnish with uh, some sprinkled cinnamon and actually some cinnamon sticks. So that's the uh, horchata that looks, margarita. It looks amazing. I'll get that eventually. Horch- Hannah, try that one. I'm going to talk about this rum drink first. Horchata that thing margarita. would kill me. What do you think? Oh, I, it's amazing. But awesome. I, I mean, like, when I come here now, this is like, I'm going to be drinking a lot wow. of these. And you may get you may get rummy crisps at your bar. <laughs> you may be- immediately take this off your menu. Like, this might be something you go, well, that's out. it. We're done. Like, it'll, it'll be like, yeah, I'll come walk in and be like, hide the hide the black tiki glasses. <laughs> Tell them that we're out. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'll be insisting that everyone's in a black tiki glass. We're going to change the name to One Day with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, Nancy's Home Care is a veteran-owned home care agency servicing those in and around Evergreen Park. They're also a certified dementia care trainer. If your goal is to keep your loved ones in the safety and comfort of home for as long as possible, you want to contact Nancy's Home Care now. Nancy's Home Care specializes in helping clients with Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, stroke, and fall injuries. They provide companion care services such as meal preparation, cognitive stimulation, light housekeeping, and medication reminders, and their personal care services consist of help with bathing, dressing, grooming, and ambulatory assistance. Contact them today, 773-966-3003, or visit nancyshomecare.com. Chef Lee's out here now. She, she was in my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement before the pandemic. She was, when she was and I have not, new to Unidad. I have not seen her since this all went down. She was here when we had brunch. First of all, I want to I want to give I want to pay you a compliment. You came over 
when you had first started here, mm-hmm. you told me you wanted to be one of the 30 under 30. Right. right. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. She's got she's got ambitions. And then I've been coming here now, and I've been getting not only when they had the curbside only during the pandemic, and it has to be difficult for you. I mean, you're an artist, and you're like, and yeah. now I have to find a way to get this to people and still make it taste good when it gets to their table. Like, yeah. that has to drive you nuts. It does. Oh, yeah. And so, but... But now even back here and coming back here, the menu items and mm-hmm. the way that you've changed certain things and and, and put your, your spin on it. My wife says it all the time. No matter what I order on the menu, I like it. Nice. I can't find anything here I don't like. And it's I'm going to tell you something right now. You took this guy. He's a nice guy. He had good food. But you, you, you should ask for a raise because basically you're running this place. <laughs> like if you, go open, if you go open up Chef Lee's down the street, I don't even know who he is anymore. That's all I'm telling you. <laughs> Traitor. <laughs> it's really good food. I just wanted to make sure I told you that. Excellent. We've really enjoyed Excellent. everything I mean, that you're doing. I want to eat that last molote, but I don't want to be the pig. No, eat it. That's your favorite thing. She comes nice. here and just orders like I two order of them. I order two orders of meal. molotes for my entree. They're so good. They're so, so mm-hmm. good. I like how you do them in the little ball now, too. and They're, they're, they're better that way. Yeah. I like the way that you, you yeah, do those. Yeah, they're not all over like the, the place. Like the sweet yeah. and the savory, a little bit of heat. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I'm just going to dive into this last one. So before we get to what you brought out here, because yes. it's great, you got a little thing above it to make sure that it's warm. and You're an artist. I, right. That's the other thing I like. I like the presentation and the food. You kind of tell me what it was like. I mean, the pandemic hits. You're you're an artist. You're a chef, and you're like, how do I? This is crazy to me. I like to do the presentation and send it out. Instead, now I'm doing this curbside service. Right. What, I mean, did you sit down and say, okay, I still want to make sure it's some kind of an experience when you go curbside? I mean, like, yeah. what, Give me the thought process and what you went through. I mean, of course, during curbside, you know, you have your obstacles, and the main obstacle for me was just making sure that everybody experience what I'm trying to put on the plate. And that's what it was all about. I mean, it's not gonna look pretty, but all the flavors were there, and that's all that really matters because the flavor is what told the story. Right, mm-hmm. right. But I mean, you must be happy now you can put it on a plate and send it out, right? I'm extremely happy. <laughs> I Now that I can present it like this and have people see it the way that I want them to see it, right. it's awesome. They're, they're seeing my story and they're seeing Sal's story being combined together. How much collaboration is there? Like, does he come to you every once in a while and say, I like this, but could you try it like this? Or yeah. do you basically say, get out of my kitchen, I'm a stop? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I pull my dishes from Sal. His stories that he tell me about back home with his mom and stuff like that. And that's how I develop this menu. Because at the end of the day, this is his place. This is his story. And it's just me trying to bring that to life. You've done a great job with it. Because I, I always remember when he first opened up. He was like, a lot of these are my mother's recipes. Mm-hmm. And you've still kept a lot of that while still putting your own take on things. Yeah. And, and it, it's really kind of fun to watch. Like, you, you were like, okay, this is this is something I want to kind of craft, but I, I can't lose right. what he does. And, you know, one of the things that I think is one of your greater accomplishments, <laughs> and you're going to be, like, surprised I say this to you, the burger that you're making right now oh. <laughs> is, is the best burger on the south side the of Chicago. The chorizo one? Right yeah, on. Yeah, it's like, it's like Wagyu beef. Dave came so close it's to Wagyu, that It's Wagyu beverage. beef and chorizo in the burger. On the way home, if he I'm was not mistaken, debating if he should have gotten it's that. It's insane. Yeah. Like, I have a son, my son loves burgers, mm-hmm. and he constantly is like, can I, can I get an Odenad burger? Can we, can we get some Odenad? <laughs> like, he goes nuts whenever we're going there, and he orders it whenever, like, when we were doing curbside. Yeah. That was like a treat for them. I was like, wow. okay, we're going to go to Unidad. And he wanted that burger right away. Nice. Was, and so, I mean, where do you come from with that? Like, how much is that? Is you like, we need to have a burger sale? Or did he say, I want to have one of those? Oh, it was me. I was trying to convince him for the longest to put a burger on the menu because burger sells. It's just 
finding those flavors that makes it Unidad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But once he was on board, it was nice. All right, so what did you bring out here for us? Because my wife is chomping at the bit here. She got herself all dudded up to come out and try out all your new dishes. And, and it's I under can't a wait. cloche. Yeah. It's so fancy. Yeah, so this is my newest dish that I will put on the menu next week. It's our octopus. Um, yes. The bottom of the dish is a romesco sauce. Then we have some fried uh, finger-length potatoes, some grilled baby carrots. We have some blackened pearl onions as well. And then our octopus, we cooked it with some citrus and wine, and then we glazed it off with like a nice spicy tamarind glaze to go on top of it. Now, right now we have people that are listening going, octopus, but I like it. It's delicious. It's one of those those weird things that until you try it, you don't realize that you like it. Yeah. You know? I mean, you got to understand it. I mean, there are people, this is the South Side Chicago. Mm -hmm. There are people here who are like, octopus, Octopus. That's crazy. Right. But I mean, it, it, it's got a really good taste to it. And if it's done right, yeah. it's, it could be a really, really good dish that it could I, would, be. I would come back and I would get more often than that. Right. So I can't wait to try this out it 100. It sounds delicious, but I'm curious to see what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is a cold smoke dish. We cold smoke it really quick. Just so to what is cold smoking? Right. Is that, is that steam or is that actual smoke? It's actual smoke. Wow. We do some hickory smoke chips and we just put it in the dome. So what we're really? looking at, we have, a, we have a glass cloche or a glass dome over the plates and all we really see is smoke and we can be now I can start to see the tentacles of the octopus but it's oh, the presentation she smoked, it, she smoked it and the smoke is still sitting underneath the there. presentation is amazing it's beautiful so does it come out this way with the smoke yes it does That's amazing. every single time so what will happen is it comes out on a plate and she's got the, the glass dome. You called what it was. A cloche. A cloche. And it's got the... And underneath it, chopped. there's smoke underneath it. That's absolutely incredible. Okay, let's let's take a look at this. Right. I can't wait. Here we go. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, look at that. And she even twirls it over the top. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. All right. Yes. All right, you girls jump in there. You go first. Get a picture. Jump in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and watch this. I'm gonna I'm gonna bug the chef with some questions while you taste it. Yeah, of course. And I, I will get in there as well. The hardest thing for me to kind of figure out is where does the inspiration come from? Because because here it is, you bring out this octopus dish with with smoke that yeah. you're doing. Like where does it where does it come? Like I know in radio, we just steal <laughs> from everybody. Like somebody's like, oh, so and so did this really funny bit in San Francisco. I'm like, well, nobody knows about it back here, so I, I you try it. That's right. how I used to do it. I was in radio. Do you get it from other chefs, or do you I read mean, about something, or do you sit there sometimes and go, you know what would be interesting? I'm gonna try this. Yeah, I mean, I think the third one is more for me. I'm all about doing something new that's going to be different than what you're normally getting. And honestly, most of my dishes come from my dreams. Really? It sounds really weird. You dream of food. I dream of food. I dream, food is my life. <laughs> it's my life. There's nothing else I can say about it. But And then the other dishes you brought out. Yes, it's our uh, house paella. Um, the rice is a spicy sofrito rice. Okay. Um, then it goes with little neck clam, Mediterranean mussels, Argentina shrimp with the heads on and then we have a black garlic shrimp stock foam so you're going more seafood it seems like um at least that's like the new thing for the summer you know you got to think about the season what's going to be light what's going to be fresh because nobody wants to really eat heavy under this heat no nobody wants to. no so you got to think about your clientele and what they want so if i could give my review on the octopus yeah give me the review amazing (laughs) it's cooked perfectly sometimes you have to be careful with octopus they can be overcooked easily chewy yeah Mm -hmm. it's not chewy it tastes fresh it's so good and that smoke that smoke is amazing Mm. nice such a nice touch nice well you listen to the ep podcast we're out at unidad restaurant in the heart of evergreen park at 3339 west 95th street the lights have come on drinking tequila Mm. i'm eating good food 
Chef Lee is here, Sal Munoz, the owner. Hannah and my wife are chowing down. Yes, yeah, so our paella has a, it's a rice dish, and the rice is a spicy uh, sofrito uh, rice. Let me just tell you, like, the spice in this is just, it's it's just enough, but it, it needs it. Like, it's so good with it. Yeah. I've never had a paella um, spicy like this, and I loved it with the seafood, and the seafood's so fresh. I mean... I don't know where you got your prawns from, but those are like really great prawns. Nice. Would you be surprised if I sat there and I said to you that I think a paella reminds me of a risotto? Yeah. For somebody that's never had a paella, yeah, would, you, would you be like, yeah, it's, it's similar. It's, yeah, it it's, is. It's, it's like a spicy risotto. It's, yeah, actually, it's got a different flavor to it, but it's the way it kind of looks and the way it kind of feels in your mouth is like eating a risotto. Exactly. We treat our paella rice just like the risotto. Because really? the risotto is... The way you treat it, the technique is just so beautiful, so why not do it to this rice? Yeah. So the process is exactly the same. Well, good. I'm not crazy then. I was worried. <laughs> like, if you would have looked at me like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Lancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.